name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, the number one podcast that is most grateful for all of its listeners on the planet. You will not find a more wretched hive of grateful podcasters. <laughs> of scum and villainy and great gratitude. And yep, mirth. And mirth. Can't By the way, mirth. Uh, use code streaming things to get 25% off your death sticks on your next order. <laughs> you didn't know where I was going with that, did you? You're like, I'm excited. I love how that character's name is uh, Sleezabagano. Like, yeah, he's a Sleezabagano. Like, what's the guy that sells drugs in Star Wars names? Lucas gave Sleezabagano zero fucks when it came to names and stuff. No. Like, oh, that planet where he, where he's from? He's from uh, Jimmy Fallonor. Or whatever, whatever that is. John, uh, Stu John. Yes, yeah, Stu John. After John Stewart. Yeah. Jimmy Fallonor. Obi Wan is from Stu John. Fallonor. Hey, it could have worked just as well. Uh, but yeah, so I was just thinking today, reading all these, uh, <laughs> reading all these messages from listeners on our Patreon, and like all the back and forth, and some of the long, you know, floods of love that you send. I'm sorry, in. I just can't get over the fact that Annie brings up Casey Kasem. <laughs> Why not? The most up to date of references, <laughs> for sure. Well, he was thinking of back when Lucas would have been coming up with this yeah. stuff, man. Uh, yeah, that's been true. A fan. That's true. That's true. He's smarter than you are, actually. Uh, yep. Yep. But yeah, just really grateful. You guys are very lovey, very dovey. We appreciate it. Uh, we feel very supported. I'm a fucking anxious ball of of terror. Yeah, you're on Baby Watch 2022 right now. Yeah, she doesn't know because she's she's never had a baby before. So she's like, I'm like, oh my God, is that a contraction? Or And she's like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it hurts. It might be poop cramps. It might be some other pregnancy ailment. Or it could be go time. I'm not really sure, honey. And I'm like, oh, that's fair. I'm going to go over here and have a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not delivering this baby at home. I'm in the middle of a movie. (laughs) Can the the baby wait? We still got got about an hour 20 left. I'm not pausing heat. Damn it. So you need to tell me now if I need to, if I can start this or not. You've already seen heat. Doesn't matter. You're watching your phone driving to the hospital. Well, by the way, heat two is coming out. Uh, in novel format i've got it pre-ordered it should be arriving at the house in a week or two whenever it comes out but so michael mann wrote uh the novel sequel the novel novelized sequel to heat okay i'm really excited Interesting. about it. so i have been wanting to rewatch heat is why that was on my brain mm, gotcha uh, gotcha gotcha but anyway all that's to say we love you listeners we we appreciate you speaking of brock and babies uh Listener, you might find next week might be a little weird week for us, release-wise. Yeah, Steve's uh, going to the Emmys. See, that was a wonderful segue. <laughs> it is. Need to point thank that you, out. thank you. He ruined it by calling yeah. attention to it, but yeah, it was I, fucking baller. I like to think of myself <laughs> as a podcaster. <laughs> He's a pro. <laughs> and then Andy's going on a fucking fateful mission. It's I, dire. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to go save Florida. If he does. If you guys knew this. But from themselves, Florida's having some issues. Only Andy can do it. We love you, Florida. But Andy's going to be vacationing there. I am. Yeah. Um, I need and, a little, little getaway. And I'll be uh, seeing to the needs of my wife, who will most likely have recently uh, forged life uh, out of her body. <laughs> so she'll need some extra help, maybe some extra, I don't know, crackers, whatever I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a good cook. <laughs> Here's some crackers. Babe. Feel better. What do pregnant ladies eat? Get well soon card, maybe. <laughs> Get uh, well soon card. <laughs> thoughts and prayers, some little T's and P's for my wife. That's what I'll be doing. Get her an edible arrangement. That, that will cover all the I thought you were going to say an edible. And I was like, that might actually help. That would actually make her feel better after yeah. post-pregnancy, yeah. So we might have some, what, what are you thinking, Steve? Some re-releases from Chosen by Dr. Marty B? It all depends. We, I mean, definitely, there will definitely be a re-release, I think. Uh, yes, at the very least. At the very 
very least one. We've got a bunch of bangers one. that the most of the audience hasn't heard. We're, we, I stand behind that. Off, off where we talked about possibly releasing the other two Lord of the Rings Patreon episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the first Fellowship of the Ring is already on the main feed. If you haven't watched, listened to that, go listen to it now. But we were thinking of releasing the Patreon exclusive uh, Two Towers and Return of the King. Because we're gearing up for Rings of Power anyway, baby. Yep. Uh, we've also got a fire ass deep dive into clerks, the Kevin Smith film, um, the thing. I know all of our patrons love that episode, um, that came out recently, but that fits in line with our eighties movies coverage. So that's up to Steve. He's the mad doctor behind it all. Speaking of Patreon, you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash streaming things and get a variety of rewards at a couple different tiers. You can also message us, message us directly on uh, Patreon. That's pretty much Steve that you're talking to. Not going to lie to you. Uh, it's like 99% Steve, yeah. but you know what? You guys like Steve the most anyway, just pretend he's writing <laughs> a, uh, Dr. Marty B voice back Hello, at you. That's what he's typing. Thank you for your support of stranger things and mm-hmm. also streaming things. Mm-hmm. The thing you've child done. fights. Uh, I would rather you go to my Patreon, childfights.com. <laughs> where we pit the strongest children against one another. And sometimes they're not even that. Yeah, they're just the only children you could find. I found a (laughs) three-year-old. It was on that little horsey ride that are outside of grocery stores. Picked that one right up. Mm -hmm. Looked like a fighter. (laughs) (laughs) She was real mad she ran out of quarters, and she looked like a real fighter, huh? And she beat me with those quarters. It it did not work out well for Marty B in that situation. No, but it was strange that you chose to pit her against a 17-year-old. Well, he's still a child. (laughs) That's true. In the legal sense. (laughs) Who won? Uh, the 17 year old boy. <laughs> it wasn't even close. It was uh, not pretty. <laughs> but sold some tickets. That's what's that's what's important. That's all that matters. <laughs> so you, you guys can uh, contribute to stuff like that at patreon.com slash streaming things. And also one last thing, you guys are already aware of it, but just a reminder that if you have iOS or any kind of Apple device, you can download the Q app. That's Q-U-E-U-E, uh, which helps you track all the me- movies and TV movies, movies and TV shows that you want to watch and follow me, Chris, at Movies Are Therapy on that app. And then send us an email with the subject line Q, again, Q-U-E-U-E, and you'll be entered to uh, in a little fun streaming thing contest that we're doing. And the winner that we choose in a little while will be able to forcibly make us watch a movie and review it here on the show, which will probably be a Patreon tier later on. But right now, that's the only way to do that. It's the only way to do it. You have direct influence over our lives mm-hmm, if you win mm-hmm. this contest. You have the power. Yeah, you could be like Land Before Time 5. That's what I want, damn it. And you're not allowed to watch the first four again. Nope. nope. Can't watch the first four. It's five. Is Chomper in this one? I don't remember when he shows up. <laughs> Spike. Yep. 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 Huh? Ducky's awesome. My name's Ducky. Yep. 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 <laughs> we all I remember love Ducky. that shit. Oh, that's the basis of all of our personalities. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Time. Mm-hmm. Steve literally has dinosaur cookies what in front of him right called? now. Star leaf. The leaf. Yeah. Oh yeah. Leaf. The leaf that like he, that he's always got on his head and stuff. Yeah. Star. I think it's a star leaf. Yeah. I think you're right. I don't know. I just remember Spike and Ducky the most. And of well, course, Starleaf Littlefoot. Well, was a legit Sarah. leaf. Oh, it's just a leaf. It's just a leaf. Yeah. That well, I thought, cool. I thought that that was like the food of the dinosaurs and a big part of the journey was mm-hmm. that they're running out of food. And so they, they are. They, yeah, they are. Because the they're brontosaurus sci. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's what the plural is. Brontosauri. Brontosauri. Yeah. Brontosaurus is Some of those <laughs> dinosaurs he was running with had to be carnivores. Well, Chomper for sure. Yeah. That's why he was chomping. And I'm sure uh, Petrie, I'm sure that thing ate meat. Pterodactyl? The pterodactyl? Yeah. I forgot about Petrie. Yeah. 
That thing eats meat. He's just waiting for Littlefoot to fall asleep the whole time. <laughs> we rated our land before time. <laughs> he just wakes up to him pecking everybody's eyes out. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Ducky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm just so, I don't even like leaves. I just wanted to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> I could have flown right there. Found where it was. Obviously, I was yeah. tricking you. Well, he can't fly, I think. Yeah, he's just a baby or he's something. A, he's just a dumbass. <laughs> it's like a chicken dinosaur kind of fly. But so follow Chris on Q, force us to watch that, and then you'll get more of these impressions. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime, baby. Anytime. That's what we do here. But this episode is our Crossing Streams episode, where we talk about the movies and TV shows that we've been streaming since last we met. Maybe turn you guys on to something you don't know about or haven't checked out yet that sounds awesome. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe it sounds like complete hot garbage. And you're like, I'm going to pass. But that's Th- fine. Thanks for letting us know, streaming things. Yeah, I be- will pass on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Andy. Yes. What's something that you have been streaming? Well, I'd like to start off with some heart garbage that uh, you should definitely pass on. Okay. Some heart garbage. Uh, so, did you watch The Gray Man? You guys are gluttons. I did, but I'll get to that later. <gasps> oh, um, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, did you guys like the Resident Evil movies? Oh, no, you watched that show. I did. I did watch that show. <laughs> I did. So, no, I didn't. Do you guys? <laughs> I didn't you, even like well, the like, like the first one. The first one was okay. I mean, it had nothing to do with Resident Evil, but it was an okay. It's got Mila movie. Jovovich, the lasers, yeah, the little girl, the little and laser it's like, thing was fine. It was fun. Re- uh, isn't Michelle Rodriguez in them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so fun. there were, were some fun parts, and then they got awful, and then they got worse. So <laughs> this TV show, the whole premise is: what if we take all the bad things about Resident Evil and just amp those up? Yeah, so, I and mean, it's an interesting premise. It's yeah, bold I mean, move, Cotton. It, so <laughs> I, I uh, had heard nothing about this show. It, it came out like a few weeks ago, and I was there was no buzz whatsoever, and to the point where I had forgotten completely that it released. And I was like, okay, either people are sleeping on something that turned out to be awesome. This was Netflix's chance. It's on Netflix, by the way. It's their chance to redeem the franchise. They didn't do that. It's really, 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 really bad. So the whole premise, it's uh, a survivor of a post-apocalyptic situation. Uh, zombies, obviously. It's Resident Evil. Mm. And she is out in uh, a, a uh, zombie-infested area, and she's trying to study and test the zombies that are in this area. And it intercuts that with her in her childhood, where she uh, was a part of a survivor of New Raccoon City, where her father... Um, who is played by uh, Lance Reddick is mm. Wesker himself. Um, they got Lance as Wesker now? They do. They do. And so it intercuts between a story that I don't care about and a story that I care even less about <laughs> uh, with a few zombies that are poorly acted, poorly uh, designed, like the makeup's bad. What makes an, a zombie poorly acted? Um, where like you have a bunch where you're, you're a bunch of extras that are dressed up like zombies and a couple of them are kind of like this is my moment to shine you know I, <laughs> I i made it on screen and so i'm going to act the shit out of this and then there's a few that the, forgot that they were on a set and they're just kind of hanging out and it, it just it makes no sense as far as like well i'm not gonna harp on too much about the zombies but like there there was no real sense of like i don't know fear or even like unnerved to these zombies that they were just there and th- that's the worst that uh that you can say about a show is like that it didn't make you feel anything um 
and that, that and that's how the zombies specifically were. As far as the show itself, I actively truly hated it. I, I don't want to spoil too much, but I mean it's the first episode, and so I can say at least a little bit. Uh, I will say that the entire inciting incident for the zombie infestation is uh, based on a particular character's predilection towards not eating meat. We got a vegan. We got a vegan. Or vegetarian. One of the two. And I'm they probably eat eggs and milk, right? Mm. Or do they eat anything with a face? Is that what the vegans? <laughs> the vegans? <laughs> it's from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. Vegan police. Gelato's not vegan. It's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and they list his powers. That's funny. That's funny. And he's like, that's not vegan. What, what, what did he eat? He was like, that's not vegan. Gelato. No, well, there was one other thing that was super I thought it was obvious. the stuff was in his like, coffee. It was like a Slim Jim or something. He's like, that's not vegan. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Resident Evil is absolutely awful. There is one scene, scene where it's Lance Reddick getting to be a badass, where he's uh, basically... Uh, defending his daughter for getting in a fight at school and uh, there's another parent there who's like hey I want to press charges your daughter sucks and he's like I'm Lance Reddick <laughs> and and like basically he's saying like I, I'm, I'm the boss here Mr. Wick. Uh, you know how many people can do my job one that one is me that means I'm not a very good father and but I do my best how many people can do your job 10,000 okay well, what if I tell the people at New Raccoon City, find one of them. I don't want you to have a job here. I don't want you to have a job anywhere. He says, I want Pornhub to shred your resume. And that, that was such a good line. Lance Reddick says that? Yes. Oh, man. Now I'm just picturing him saying that. <laughs> so uh, maybe worth watching the first medieval episode. on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pornhub. That. That's pretty good. He will not allow it. It so, will not be on this website. <laughs> Maybe watch it for that Lance Reddick moment. Uh, definitely don't watch episode two like I did. I was like, maybe it gets better. It doesn't. So uh, two episodes in, I'm good. I'm done. At Resident Evil, they missed. You're a braver man than I. Yeah. You're a braver man than I. Hey, but man, I didn't see Uncharted. You guys both saw that shit. I mean, Uncharted was all right. For real. For real, for real. I'm going to say that. Oh, man, Chris. Uh, I've I, never... I want to like you. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> A video game plot like Resident Evil is is like dots, right? It's just it's never going to be a book or a movie in and of itself. It's just connection points with that you can play between. So it's really fun that if it was any more delineated, it wouldn't work as a game. Right. So it's hard to fuck it up. Really. You just have to hit a few beats in general. But why have they never made a good. I, that's why I don't understand. Not a one. <laughs> that's why I don't understand. Especially one that's as cinematic as Uncharted. They literally could have just released the cutscenes from the Uncharted games and it would have been a way better movie. And Resident Evil. It's like that's so just hard. Make to a man. zombie. It's so hard to mess up. Zombie, zombie movies movie. are so fun and the bar is so low. Yeah. You know what I mean? So low. there's only like three or four that are generally great movies and all the fucking nerds always say oh, those aren't even zombies and they get all mad about it. Like there's some kind of scientific thing they can compare it to. Is I, there like a weird zombie pedanticness? Yes. In, similar to how people are like, that's not a dragon. That's a wyvern. Oh so, yeah. Like there's ragers that are in like uh 28 days later. So there's a delineation between infections and actual zombies, which are revived dead beings. Um, 
But Romero is the one that created zombies being dead people, I think. I, well, I think that there was like the, the, a basis in like voodoo. But uh, yeah, and as far as like zombies in popular culture. Yeah, he like popularized the zombies that they're touting as the main version of zombies was as George Romero. And then, you know, I consider everything from 28 Days Later to Train to Busan to Romero Dawn of the Dead remake, all that stuff is all zombies to me. And people just get real nitpicky about it. And I would assume that even Resident Evil is not technically a zombie. Yeah, no, it's a T virus. So, so they're just infected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't, I did not know there was this class warfare zombie subculture, man. (laughs) It's always something out there on the interwebs and it's fun. It's better that than politics. Am I right? I'd rather argue about zombies. I don't see a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, don't bring politics into my podcast. That's like bringing politics into what was that Andy? We were talking about the other day Mm, politics into my politics. We were talking about Hamilton. Yeah. Don't bring (laughs) politics into Hamilton. Definitely don't bring politics on my podcast. (laughs) Somebody was daring to bring politics into Hamilton. Just leave Hamilton as it is. Yeah, man. There's nothing political about Hamilton. Yeah. But yeah, go watch Hamilton again on Disney Plus. Do not instead watch of Resident Evil. Evil. Yeah, it's trash. It's Where? A good call. Di- uh, Resident Evil is on Netflix. Uh, Disney Plus. I apologize. Mm, thank mm. you. Thank you. I want to take this moment to apologize. We say plus in this house. They wouldn't have found it <laughs> if you hadn't corrected yourself. Steve, what's something you've been streaming? Well, the first thing I want to bring up isn't anything. It's not a movie. It's not a TV show. It is a film trailer. Um, you guys might have seen it. It was released uh, during San Diego's Comic Con uh, last week, and that is the trailer for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Did you guys see this trailer? No, but I heard it's awesome. I almost cried watching a trailer. So I don't know if there's an Academy Award for movie trailers, but this trailer should just win them all. Uh, this is probably one of the most well-made film trailers I've ever seen. I Like you said, Chris, like it's very emotional and you almost cry during it. And like, I would not just, just from that one line she has in the trailer alone, I would nominate um, Angela Bassett for best actress just because she has one line and she's the only person that speaks in the trailer. And it's, it's so charged full of emotion and energy that as soon as like every, I've watched the trailer so many times and every time she says what she says, I just like get that like, Oh my God. Flutter. Like when I'm watching that Game <laughs> of Thrones scene. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the music. The gaddies. Sorry. <laughs> what was the other one? The spaghetti? Go spaghetti. Go spaghetti. Because that's what the auto captions did. And I didn't notice. <laughs> uh, that we're talking about that's from the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Daenerys', Daenerys speech scene. and season three, um, episode four. But Black, Black Panther would kind of forever. It's literally the most perfect trailer I've ever seen. And if you have not watched it yet, just do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube. Google it. Whatever you need to do, find it, watch it. It's amazing. You got. You, you might see, put a link in the show notes. <laughs> Is that a challenge? I want somebody to click that shit, All right, I'll, Guys, I'm putting it in. I'm putting it in there. Go into the show notes and click the link, and you can watch this trailer. It's beautiful. You're about um, to get Rick rolled. Well, kind of forever is directed by Ryan Coogler. Um, obviously, we don't have Chadwick Boseman with us, and it looks like the movie is going to deal heavily with the loss of him. And like all because, you know, Black Panther is such an interesting franchise because not you do have this central character, you know, uh, T'Challa, the Black Panther. Um, But there's this whole world of characters that support him. And it's I I think it's so 
wonderful that they're not just recasting him and they're they're letting yeah. this tragedy that the world has really felt in the loss of such a exceptional talent uh gone too soon you're you're getting to see the characters also kind of grapple with that and you know it's 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 interesting to see where they're gonna go with the story from here on out um because it, it looks like a marvel movie with some real heart and some real stakes mm-hmm. and these stakes are rare that's right baby they're delicious uh, yeah i mean i was a lot of us were concerned about where they would go with the next Wakanda film because, you know, Chadwick Boseman was such big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. And with that trailer, at least, it looks like they fucking nailed it. It looks like an incredible film on the horizon. Uh, we got a lot of big news. Did you follow the Comic-Con news that was dropping at all? I mean, I saw that they um, announced uh, Well, they showed a trailer for Guardians 3, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, didn't they announce that Bill Murray is going to be in a uh Yes, I think, yes, absolutely is. Uh, I don't remember which one, but they dropped a ton of like 11 projects from phase five and a bu- and even a few from phase, phase six. six. And uh, we're getting into uh, Secret Wars for the Avengers movies to cap off the third phase of this phase. And, and then uh, King Dynasty is... Mm-hmm. Oh that. yeah, they announced all the phases. I forgot about. There's supposedly an Ant Man Quantumania trailer that. Has That's it. That's Bill Murray's going to be an Ant Man. Yeah. Oh, is it that one? Yeah. Um, yeah. They had a Quantumania trailer that showed it uh, Comic Con, but it has not been released worldwide yet. You can watch like a really shitty fan cam sure. of it, but I mean, you can't really see anything. I tried to watch it. <laughs> you might as well just wait. Is all there kinds a fan of cool cam stuff. Guardians out there. I will absolutely watch. That. I did not see that. We'll watch somebody's pocket and listen to the fuzzy noise. Heck yeah, dude. Peter Quill. Be like channel 72, but for guardians of the galaxy. Yes. All those shows are, are annoying because you'll just, this is all you hear. <laughs> oh no shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> it's definitely a bunch of let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the biggest news for me was the uh, 18 episode daredevil born again season that they announced Uh, hell yeah i'm really curious to see if they can make it as good as the netflix version which was phenomenal Mm -hmm. uh, on disney plus so that's neat but yeah the wakanda forever trailer looked amazing yeah check it out it's in the show notes dig it i watched something that i never planned to watch it's uh i told you guys i think i made that list of yeah we talked about it with sydney on the nope episode uh but i made a list of my favorite westerns and one frequent comment uh was a movie called old henry that I looked up and it was very recently made. It came out in 2021 and it stars Tim Blake Nelson. Mm. Oh, who, nice. He's an actor that I love. He's a wonderful yeah. character actor, frequently used by the Coen brothers that I just, uh, I get all giddy for him. He's, he's funny. And this movie came out, like I said, in 2021, it was only an hour and a half long. So at the time I've been watching a lot of like three hour, four hour, two and a half hour, two hour, 45 minute movies recently. Right. And I love that shit, but I was like, Jesus Christ, just, I want to leave this world, but only briefly. <laughs> and I, so I think this will do. And uh, Old Henry was awesome. It's written and directed by, I'm going to butcher this name. I, I guess it's Italian. Uh, Pazzi Panzeroli, I think. That's, I hope he's Italian. <laughs> Pazzi Panzeroni. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Pazzi Panzeroli. I hope he's Italian because I've, if he is, I'm nailing that. Pansy Ravioli. If he's not, then he's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Pazzi Panzaroli. Why, Andy? It's Pansy Ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho, yeah, honestly, like based on how it's spelled, yeah, you crushed it. This movie's awesome. Tim Blake Nelson plays a man named Henry, as you can guess, and he's got a, like an old ranch in Oklahoma or some shit. Uh, and he's raising his son, his son's uncle, because this is 
his wife's brother. They're all there hanging out, real quiet life. The son wants to travel the world and be a dangerous person uh, or like do adventurous things, right? And old Henry just wants to keep him on the farm. Old Henry. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Respect your dad. And he doesn't respect his dad at all. He thinks he's an old bitch, right? Old old Henry, you're an old bitch. And then uh, (laughs) this man with gun wounds shows up to the house. They take him in. He's got a big satchel full of money and uh, shenanigans ensue. Mm. And you can tell from an early stage that old Henry knows how to handle himself a little bit better than he should for being old Henry, right? And that's all I'll say, but uh, it's like awesome. a history of violence. Kind of like a history of violence, very much like that, okay. very much like Unforgiven, if you like that Western with mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood as well, where it's just like, you don't know who the fuck I was 20 years ago. I don't want to be that guy anymore. But I will. Don't push me there. Don't push me. That's so they talk. Is that how Clint Eastwood delivers? Oh, yeah. Don't Every, push me. No, that's how he wasn't Dirty Harry. You know what I'm saying? Right turn, Glad. <laughs> I want to pull the trigger, but I will. I'll do it. That's Clint Eastwood. That's uh, how, that was how he sounded box. when he yelled at that chair that one year. <laughs> oh, you sound like Dirty Harry when you said that. Ferris Bueller's Day Offline that I love. Uh, but Old Henry was uh, amazing. I was taken aback by how much I enjoyed that. And, um, Despite what everybody thinks about me on the internet, I actually do really like Westerns. I just don't, haven't watched some of the, the classics uh, or didn't enjoy some of the classics. But uh, Old Henry is definitely worth a check out. I think I had to rent it, but I'm not positive. Let me use my Q app, shameless plug there, mm. and uh, find out where it's been, where Wait, it's streaming. what's your Q name? Uh, Movies Are Therapy, just like my TikTok. Okay. Very handy to find out where things are streaming. But you oh. have to type out the R on, on Q, right? The, no a r e yeah it's a r e i feel like but i think can't. on tiktok you are movies the letter r no therapy. that's my twitter oh that's just twitter. the letter r just type it in you'll find it but all those search engines are well uh well adapted to misspelling things so you can watch it on uh showtime you can stream it on fubo tv uh for those of you that have that and whoever then, fucks with fubo if you fuck with fubo or you can just rent it on prime video or iTunes, but I really recommend you watch old Henry. It's only 99 minutes long. And I had a really, really good time with it, especially if you're a fan of Tim Blake Nelson and who's not, who's not mm. Buster Scruggs himself. Yes. Yeah, I'm saying Andy, what's something else that you've been streaming? Well, I already spilt the beans. So I guess I'll go ahead and share the wealth. I watched the gray man on Netflix. I don't know why I got, all I spilled your beans. Um, you spilt your beans. Dude, I don't know why people are hating on this movie. This movie oh, no. fucking rocks. Really? Yeah, dude. It's awesome. I had a super duper good time with it. Like maybe that there there's some issues with the editing. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't watching for. Uh, that's not what they said. I, I definitely read that there were issues with the editing. It was like, uh, uh, I don't know, like character placement. And when they were cutting around can you tell who's where kind of thing? Mm. Um, like the Jurassic world dominion stuff. Uh, yes. Uh, pe- people were complaining about that. People were complaining about, uh, spy tropes. People were complaining that the, uh, um, action was pretty weak. I didn't agree with any of it. That's I, awesome. I thought that it was fun. I thought that it was really well directed. I, I'm a sucker for Ryan Gosling. I think that he's, uh, one of the best living actors and he's so subtle with everything that he does. And he, he can, uh, elicit, a laugh with uh just a look in a way that a lot of other actors can't um and he uh is foiled by chris evans who is just having a fucking blast playing a villain dude he's having so much fun with it it's like um it's I could like do this all day. Him and Knives Out <laughs> just ramped up, man. He's having so much fun with it. It's did like, he have a cake with a sweater? He he did not. He had a 
giggle knit sweater uh, mustache. But he, Ooh, yes, he did have the mustache, mm-hmm. and you could tell the Henry he was, Cavill. He was enjoying himself with that mustache. And then Anna de Armas is in it as well, and she's wonderful. And every, I think everybody's well used, and they play up their their individual talents. Uh, and I, I think that uh, there is something to be said for like the general story being kind of like a. Uh, hackneyed spy thing we've seen it a thousand times there's the MacGuffin flash drive that we need to um keep away from the bad government and it becomes a uh, worldwide caper you know passing this thing around and trying to assassinate the assassins and uh recover this drive and uh so we've seen it before um but i don't know that it's necessarily a bad thing it's i, I feel like this film was meant to kind of you know uh get their feet wet for maybe starting a new franchise and i think that for a first uh, outing that they knocked it out of the park i had a super blast with it um it, it's like a two-hour movie it did not feel like it at all hmm. um yeah I, I i honestly i don't know why it's getting the hate that it is uh i think it's right now rocking like a 47 on metacritic or something yeah like i mean that. i i literally have it because you know me the way i live my life nowadays i'm awash in other people's movie opinions and um, I have not seen a single positive opinion on it. Like mm-hmm. maybe I like. Have it, you seen it? It wasn't as no, oh. no. I mean, so, I feel like a lot of people say, "Don't let other people sway." You watch your own shit and decide for yourself, right? And it's like, of course, duh. That's implicit. I feel like at the same time, you as some, you can't physically watch everything, and so at a certain point, you're going to have to use people whose opinions you trust to help you prioritize, mm-hmm. right? At the very least. And so that's what I've done with the gray man is pushed it to the very bottom of the stack, um, right above resident evil. <laughs> <laughs> I basically was looking at Netflix and I was like, what are other people watching? When yeah, you, that's a great you, idea. When did you watch the gray man? Was it immediately after you watched resident evil? <laughs> so you're like, great. Wow. A competently made movie. <laughs> no, what I had heard mostly was, um, over convoluted plot, which is a symptom of that kind of, uh, fair mm-hmm. often mixed with pretty poor pacing, and uh, distractingly beautiful people. <laughs> I, I actually it's got Ana de Armas in it as well, right? It does, and and she crushes it. Um, I I actually disagree with the convoluted plot. It was actually pretty, almost too simple for me. Mm-hmm. Generally, with a you know global globally sprawling spy caper, there's so much going on, and there's so many like. Uh, twists and uh double or what, what's the term that, uh, where you um turn against double somebody. agent double agent triple agent there's always so many people that are stabbing each other in the back there's sean bean in it there isn't a ton of that in this and like i at no point did i ever not know what was going on and that's one of the things i wanted to bring up to there are some wildly well done uh action set pieces in this think like on the scale of like uh the recent james bond films you know where it's like you know you're running on top of a train that's crashing kind of thing um it's so well directed. What's the Russo brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they know what they're doing and they do it so well. Uh, they're so good at staging these big action sets or set pieces that they, uh, at no point am I confused about what's going on. And I, and I think that that's uh, m- massively, massively a credit to them. I know that this is based off of a series of books. And so uh, they're absolutely hoping that they can carry on to another 
four or five films. Uh, They're greenlit for productions on two more movies already. Okay, awesome. Which is weird because nobody was liking it. And I was like, why are they doing that? By far my biggest, well, it's the Russo brothers and you got Ryan Gosling. You know what I mean? They're like, make as many as you want, you know? Yeah, I feel like Netflix is like, well, 600 billion minutes were streamed. We don't care what it critics say for sure what are we gonna do pay them or adam sandler take your pick (laughs) (laughs) uh but so i did feel that it was uh a little underwhelming in the way that it ended and when when it finished i was like oh no you can't you can't end that way and then i looked it up afterward and found out that was based on a book series i was like oh okay like we're you're gonna pick this up here in a couple years so Uh, the sequel uh the gray men will be out mm -hmm. next year (laughs) The opaque man or the, the off white, the off white man. <laughs> That's actually kind of a cool title. Um, I'm glad that yeah. you liked it. I hadn't heard any positive praise and I think I might uh, push it higher on the list and Dude. give it a, give it a watch. Put it then I can or, have a hot take. Slots. I don't have many of those. So I get to come out and be Dude, like, I like the gray man. Motherfuckers. Honestly, <laughs> that, I mean, my that, idea. that was how I felt. I was just like, am I crazy here? That was, that was fun. Yeah. yeah it was a good time. Steve, what's something else that uh, you've been streaming? Um, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to say quickly two things just cause Go ahead, buddy. Uh, I want to speak to them, but I don't have a lot to say. About Dr. Marty them. B. Are you okay? If Steve does two things in this segment here, mm, it's unorthodox, but, um, uh, what the hell? I love that. Wit. Thank you. You know, he says it's cool, Steve. Go ahead. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. Um, so the first thing I want to pull out, um, this is a show. Wait, hold on. Baby. Are you upset about this? <laughs> well, Dr. Marty B. Outweighs you. Uh, baby, um, <laughs> Argyle, what do you think here's about what baby has hold, to say? Hold on, I have I have to talk to this baby. <laughs> here's my card. If you're interested in get, in earning some money and maybe some bruises, <laughs> whatever, um, man. But no, the first the first thing I wanted to bring up was it's a it's a show that people have been trying to get me to watch for years. I would say over a decade at this mm, point. Love Island. How'd you know? <laughs> I love love. <laughs> no, this is a show. You can stream it on Hulu. I believe it originally aired on ABC. It, it, it came out in 2009 originally. It is a show called Castle. Have either of you watched Castle? I, is that, hold on. Is that the one with, uh, doesn't it have like a. He's thinking. Nathan Fillion in it. It does have Nathan, <laughs> Nathan Fillion plays Richard Castle, who is a a he's a novelist. So he's like the novelist in the in the in the form of like a Patterson, James Patterson, one of those like crime novelists. I think I caught my dad watching this on network cable at six p.m. one night or really? something. Yeah, you <laughs> caught, I got you. You caught him and he was like trying to switch a channel and he caught him watching porn. I wasn't watching Castle. Was that Bones? <laughs> he like hides his mimosa. <laughs> Are you watching Bones waiting for 24 to come on, Dad? No. 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 I was watching football. It's Zoe Deschanel's sister. No. No, I was watching porn. I was jerking off. <laughs> uh, but no, I started watching Castle. It's on Hulu. Uh, like we mentioned, it stars Nathan Fillion and Stana Kattuck. I think that's how you pronounce your last name. That sounds good. Uh, but I mean, it's... You know, it's your it's your usual flair of that type of area, like crime procedural. There's a but there's a little twist. You know, this was this came out at the height of, you know, you get these crime dramas where there's the police, but also this person who works with the police who isn't a police officer. And he's got some type of detective skill Mm, like usually it was psych like they see things or the mentalist who sees things there's hyper observant in this case it's nathan philly who just reads or who writes a bunch of crime novels and he's got a very over imaginative uh, imagination and it's just 
If you like Nathan Fillion from Firefly and you like his general shtick and general vibe, you'll probably like this show, even though it's really nothing groundbreaking or incredible. Um, I, I last night I watched two episodes of it while I was doing chores, and that was like the perfect way to watch it. I think was I would chip in like, oh, what's what's Nathan doing? What's he up to? Oh, gosh darn it, he's so charming. I wish he was in the Uncharted movie. All right, back to the chores. <laughs> uh, the next thing I want to do is streaming on Paramount Plus. It came out in the year of our Lord 2020, and it is brace yourselves. Star Trek Picard. <laughs> You're just now getting around to Picard? Just now getting this around to Picard. This was the really bad Star Trek show, right? It's new, right? It's Picard as an old man? Yeah. So the Is first it bad? Th- it's pretty bad. Wow. Uh, I had heard it was like a really huge missed opportunity. Yeah. And Strange New Worlds was fire. And oh, Strange New Worlds is so good. Enterprise was the one that people shat on the most. Or my at the time, but Enterprise I was also 22 years old, oh. so <laughs> fair that came out in the early 2000s. But no, uh, Picard is a weird. It's strange because you know most Star Trek, all Star Trek shows except for this one, follow the same formula. Like this is a bridge crew; they go on adventures and aliens and you know yeah, episodic commentary, episodic shenanigans. Uh, now, Discovery started the more modern, you know, each season is its own story. It's not episodic. This is the same thing. It's a, it's a full story that they're trying to tell over the course of a season. I don't really like the, the, the main premise of the story, which is, you know, there are uh, synthetics out there. And there's this weird cult that's trying to cover up the synthetics being kill, uh, killing people. And um, if you watched uh, The Next Generation, remember Brett Spiner's um, uh, Data character. But it, it, and so it's this weird plot, and then they do this thing that um, the Irishman did, where they're like, "Hey, let's take these geriatric dudes. Let's take these geriatric and make dudes. them do action shit that they just can't physically do anymore." And so, like, poor fucking. <laughs> Why did they turn poor, Irish? Poor he Patrick. Something that the Irishman did. Uh, oh. <laughs> poor Patrick Stewart like, is trying to sazy. <laughs> Or Patrick Stewart. Poor Patrick Stewart is like running around from running away from gunfire and like leaping over things. But he's like he's pretty elderly, so none of it looks convincing. Yeah, he's always his, like he's in his eighties like, now, I think. Fighting gravity, like yeah, isn't like, that the action? Yeah, like you literally could have just done the thing, like okay, let's give him a starship, let him be the captain. He sits in the captain's chair and he just does what we love Jean Luc Picard doing, which is is sitting there and going, make it so. Yeah, tell people to make it so, and bro. Tell people to make it so. Tell people to engage. Talk, Play your little loot from time to time. You know, <laughs> you don't have to go do it. Get Riker to do the adventurous shit. You did that in the 90s. Why can't you do that in the 2020s, you know? So it's a little weird. And I'm such a big yeah. X-Men fan that I'm always surprised when Patrick Stewart stands up. a miracle he's been faking the whole time (laughs) but yeah that was star trek picard um i'm gonna keep watching it because people say like this the second half of the second season is really good especially especially if you love next generation and i love next generation and i know q is in the uh, second season so i'll just watch it to see uh mr delance again but uh other than that i would avoid it if you're not a super fan of Star Trek. Yeah, you're a Star it. Trek completionist at this point. I so am. you got to watch Star Trek to completion. That was that was my New Year's resolution was to watch all things Trek this year. You're on your way, baby. I'm on my way. You're on your way. Uh, real briefly, I want to talk about another thing I streamed on Netflix. But since we were talking about trailers so much, I just think it's fascinating. Did you guys see the new trailer for Ty West's film Pearl? No. No, I heard about it, though. It's So it's a prequel to the horror film that came out this year called X. Mm-hmm. And Pearl is coming out this year. 
So I guess it's a symptom of the pandemic and just some some fuckery there. But I think it's just fascinating. I don't think that's ever happened before, at least not quite. We got Lord of the Rings back to back, I guess, because they shot them back to back. Matrix. But even that was different years. Yeah. Matrix came out super fast. Yeah. Fear Street. There you go. That'd be a, a good yeah, I think that's an analogy for that. But anyway, I just thought it was fast. I really liked X. I thought Mia Goth was incredible. I'm really the trailer looks really intriguing, and uh, so this is the the story, the the origin story of the old lady from the the horror movie X. Um, so I'm really excited about. it. I know Andy was a big fan of X as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. Steve, you were on that episode with us, right? Yeah, I was. You, you I didn't it? see X, but I was with you when you talked about it. Oh, okay, oh. that's right. We well, should watch X. It's really really good. So what are you? Um, any hoozle, I watched a, a family movie on Netflix that if you guys haven't checked out yet, I think you will love it. Steve, especially, but even any of our listeners with children, you know, it's, it's sometimes, a, a balm to put something on that the kids are really in love with that you can also like really engage with. And I think for, for me and for all of you, that is the sea beast which is available to stream on Netflix. It's an animated film. Uh, the, the, net, the plot on IMDb says, when a young girl stows away on the ship of a legendary sea monster hunter, they launch an epic journey into uncharted waters uh, and make history together. This movie was fascinating. So it's like pirate romp adventure, which we don't get enough of, right? Like I haven't seen we any don't. of that since uh, Pirates. Probably Pirates of the Caribbean, exactly. Yeah. And so it's this fictional world where... These essentially pirates work for the government and go out and hunt these giant sea creatures to prevent the sea creatures from attacking the city. And so they're like legendary. Is this the deep sea state? (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) So what ends up happening is it's kind of like a how to train your dragon type movie, right? Where they may be real. I want it's a lot like how to train your dragon. (laughs) How to train your dragon's phenomenal. It's a great movie. I've never seen that one either. There's like a social commentary on society worked into this. That's very explicit and great for children. I think about propaganda and revisionist history. Capitalism be the means of destroying the worker. (laughs) It was so deftly worked in. I I think it's, you'll be surprised at how good of a movie it is. I I call me pirates team, the union because unions are great. Are you a union buster? You sound like, (laughs) is a man uh, not entitled to the sweat from his own brow? It's a Bioshock reference. You sound like Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Who gets to vote in a democracy? I don't know. So SpongeBob SquarePants. It, it was off the cuff. So it's written and directed by Chris Williams. The voice of the main character is Carl Urban uh, of cool. the boys' fame, or Dread, if you're cool. And Jared Harris. How many C words does he drop in this one? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Jared, I mean, he's talking about the sea. Jared Harris plays another of the main characters. I love Jared Harris. I know. So the voice acting is incredible. So weird. What a weird cast. So random. Uh, I had a blast watching this movie. And a lot of my friends, uh, content creators on the interwebs, have put this above Turning Red on their list, uh, which I thought was wow. super hot take before I watched it. It didn't quite do that for me. I love Turning Red. But this movie is incredible. And I think you might breeze past it. If you're scrolling Netflix and you see a new animated film on Netflix with a giant dragon looking thing, you're probably like, nah, it's called sea beast it's called the sea beast. Definitely check it out. It was awesome. And that's what, another thing that I've been streaming. Andy, what else have you been streaming, buddy? So, Oh, did you just add it to your queue? I just queued it in my queue. I queued it, baby. So, uh, uh, there's one that I'll quickly throw away uh, just because I 
I've talked about it on this show before at some point, I'm certain. Uh, real quick, when we were talking about our favorite alien movies, I brought up A Quiet Place and I talked, I put it at my number one because I talked about how it changed the way that I thought about movies. And so I watched this film recently and a, it was also one of those films for me. The film that I'm talking about is Gravity, uh, 2013, Alfonso Cuaron. Oh, with uh, uh, Sandra Bullock, Sandra and, Bullock and George, George Clooney. Um, that George Clooney changed George the way Clooney? that I thought about cinema too because it is the first and only 3D movie that I ever saw that was actively better because it was 3D. Um, the opening sequence when like the uh, International Space Station is being torn apart by the uh, uh, fallout from a uh, series of satellites being destroyed. Uh, seeing that in theaters in 3D was absolutely mind-blowing and uh the only experience I've had with 3D movies that I was just like, holy fuck, that's the way to see that film. And I wish they would, would it, it like it, it got good reviews and stuff, but it's never going to be re-released or anything like that. And so short of buying a 3D TV yourself, that's probably never going to happen. Uh, and so it's kind of disappointing in a small way every time I watch it at home personally, uh, just because I can't get that experience again. But I did watch it and it is a wonderful, wonderful film. Uh, it has lots and lots of like science problems, but you look past it and it's just a fun space romp with Sandra What Bullock. movie doesn't? Sure, yeah. This uh, maybe more than most. I, I, I've watched some YouTube videos where they break down the like the space physics and things like that. And it's like, well, why did you suddenly just get launched away? You're in space. Why would you get launched away when you get detached from something? It doesn't matter. It's Sandra Bullock surviving in space, and it's a good time. Um, but so the I just wanted to blow past that one because the last one that I want to talk about is a show on uh, HBO Max, uh, starring and created by Nathan Fielder called The Rehearsal. Oh, oh how is this? I wanted to see it, but dude, I haven't gotten around to it. It is so good. I've heard it's genius. This dude is like the modern Andy Kaufman. Like you don't know when he's serious. You don't know when he's acting. You don't know what of the show is real, what was staged. Dude, it's absolutely genius. There's two episodes out right now. The second episode just dropped like yesterday or the day before. Um, but the first episode, just to give you like a general idea, it's a guy he is helping a guy rehearse for confessing to his trivia team that he doesn't have a master's degree. He only has a bachelor's degree. Oh, and scandal. So Nathan Fielder, like, put a post on Craigslist. Like, do you have something that you're trying to confess but don't know how? Send me a video. And this guy saw this on Craigslist, sent him a video like, hey, I, I have this thing. I've been lying to my trivia team, and I don't know how to confess to them. And he, like sent a team to pretend there was a gas leak in the guy's apartment so that he could then like map out his apartment, recreate it in a, on a sound stage, and then hire actors <laughs> to play him to so he could uh, rehearse how he was going to talk to this guy about the rehearsal. And so it's fucking genius. It's like he goes in, in, in the show, he goes and meets the guy and he's like, hi, my name's Nathan. Ha ha. You got a lot of doors over here. And then he they joke around and sit down. And he was like, I just want to tell you that I uh, everything. This conversation is going really well. Well, that's not by chance. I've actually rehearsed this dozens of times. And then it cuts to him sitting with an actor 
sitting saying, I've actually rehearsed this dozens of times. Like he rehearsed the rehearsal with that actor that he hired. Dude, it's insane. And then he like <laughs> builds the bar that they're going to, uh, he that the uh, trivia guy is going to meet his trivia partner at to go confess. He builds that bar on a soundstage to like every minute detail. Like there's a balloon up in the vents from some party that's still there. And he put that balloon in the soundstage too. But if you've ever watched any of his other work before, he he does these outlandish, like cartoonish, um, satirical, but also like kind of heartfelt and uh, uncomfortable and honest like comedy. And you you it's telling these funny, silly, absurdist situations while also like having this overarching theme of like. Um, coming to terms with who you are and loss and things like that. And he's fucking genius at threading through these like morals and like surprising you at the end, not with like a ha ha, I, I imparted this to you, but rather like you come to terms with it on your own. And the, the dude's just a fucking master and everything about the rehearsal so far in these first two episodes are genius. The second one's about uh, it's helping a woman uh, train to be a mother and hiring short child actors to play a baby and stuff. It, it's, crazy it's beautiful it's fucking bad shit but it's awesome and it's on hbo max <laughs> i definitely want to check that out very soon i've been hearing so nothing but gushing the opposite of the gray man i've heard nothing but high praise for the rehearsal so you're probably gonna hate it but the gray man's so, gonna be awesome speaking of high praise can i just say for a moment you said hbo max and it made me think about mm. this have you guys heard of the show irma vep Mm, I, I feel like I've scrolled past it. it. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. I think it has Alicia Vikander in it, if I'm not mistaken. And it's written and directed by Olivier Asias. And he's the one who did Personal Shopper and uh, those, mm. those movies that I love. And so he also directed the movie Irma Vep from like the 90s or maybe even longer ago. I'd never seen it. And the show is about the making of that movie, but it's also fictionalized. So it's like really meta. Uh, Interesting. I think something like that. But all I, the only reason I care now, I was never going to watch it because I don't have time right now. Uh, the f- season finale, out of nowhere, surprisingly added Kristen Stewart to the cast and she pops oh, up for the I finale. S- I saw you tweeting about this. I saw this tweet and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not watching that show. Can I just watch the finale? I'm not sure. Are you just yeah, going to watch mean, the you finale? Can. You can totally. I, I might. Are you going to do a, that great of a disservice to the patron saint of streaming things? I can't not watch Kristen something Stewart. if it has Kristen Stewart in it. So I'm a, like, Kristen Stewart is my Star Trek, Steve. I have made a vow, a solemn vow to watch all things Kristen Stewart. Mm. Not just a New Year's resolution. Nay, Make it so. a lifetime oath. And I carry my my sword Oathkeeper with me at all times in case I find a Kristen Stewart property I have not seen. Those properties which bequeath, bequeath upon us the K of Stew. <laughs> Indeed. I just want to throw that out there. I've met, I've met, well, at least one You person. met Kristen Stewart? No. How have you been holding on to that this whole time? <laughs> but I will say that I have met at least one person in my life who... Um, cannot stand the uh, anxiety of reading a book and not knowing what's going to happen. And so they read the last chapter first. Yes. And then if they like that, then they'll go back and I met one person like that. I had them taken care of. (laughs) (laughs) They are no longer with us. Uh, Which is all to say, hey, man, you might watch the finale of Irma Vep and then be like, you know what? It's not for me. It was actually my son's um, uh, my son's mother's mom 
that does that. And I walked in one day and she was reading like, a, it was just like a James Patterson or something too. Is what was so funny. God rest her soul. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like on the, like the last page and I walked in the room and I was like, Oh, you finishing a book. And she's like, no, I'm deciding if it's safe if I start it. And I was like, wait, what? And I had to like sit down, like, hold on, explain this to me. <laughs> this is a travesty, the likes of which I have never seen before. Say this real slow. But yeah. So there are people that do that. I found out Andy. So I'm with you on that buddy. But I'm not just going to do that. I'm just going to watch only the finale, I think. Unless it's amazing. Yeah. But anywho, Steve, what's another thing you've been streaming? Uh, The next thing, let's see, which one do I want to go through first? We'll do this one first. I have two more left. Uh, The first thing, you can currently stream on HBO Max or Hulu. You got options on this one, guys. Nice. You got options. Hulu or HBO Max. You can watch the 2022 film Bob's Burgers, the movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you guys are a fan of Bob's Burgers, I think you can watch the whole show on Hulu. I still never watched that show, but I've heard it's so good. It's a really good show. Yeah, it's a really good show. I haven't seen all of the seasons. I think I've only seen like f- the first four seasons. I don't know if I've, I haven't really kept up on it, um, but it's it's really good. Um, it's got a... a some incredible voice acting. Of course, you got uh, John H. Ben- H. John Benjamin, Kristen Shaw. I love Kristen Shaw. She's a treasure and must be protected at all costs. Uh, Dan Mintz, John Roberts, Eugene Murbin. Uh, and then, of course, you get some surprise appearances sometimes from Kevin Klein, Gary Cole, Zach Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis, Nick Kroll, and a personal favorite of mine, Paul F. Tompkins. Um, it's just a funny, irreverent show about uh, peop- a, a small family that have a burger joint. And because it's an animated film that started off as an animated television show and is now an animated movie, they do what all of these seem to do. And they're like, it's making a musical. No, so it's a musical yeah. now. Um, so <laughs> that being said, there's a lot of goodwill in the show because, again, great, ca- great characters. I love the overall vibe of the family, you know. The movie doesn't quite work for me. I definitely was feeling myself looking at my watch like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's half hour left. Like, it's not that long of a movie. It's honestly not. But, like, I guess the transition from 22-minute long episodes to, you know, however long the movie is, an hour and a half long movie, didn't translate well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, it's not paced very well. The story's not super interesting. Uh, which it doesn't necessarily have to be. and But the biggest crime of all is I don't think the m- songs are good. Yeah, I was going to ask. If it's not a bop, then it's just... They've had, um, just to chime in, they've had a bunch of uh, original songs in the regular TV show episodes. Sure. Like, usually for the credits. And they're not good, mm-hmm. per se, but they're, like, they're fun they're, they're if you fun. love the characters. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that works for the way they use them in the show as, like, the end credits kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but imagine that, but, like, it's just an extended five minute dance routine and again it's animation it's an and you can do some dance you can routine. do some really cool stuff with animation and they just don't it's just it's pretty because those characters can't move that way man no they're kind of lame that's the shtick of the show right yeah and and the, the shtick of the show is they also sound weird they just are yeah. they all sound hey bob it's they they're like if you made muppets into a cartoon like that they look like muppets they sound like but muppets there's parts of it that are like low-key genius i think oh no again the show is phenomenal yeah and i don't i'm not i think i gave the movie like three stars on letterbox so yeah. it's not bad it's just it's not great 
which isn't a crime. Um, I, I think if I think if you honestly took the musical sequences out and just kind of focus more on the, because the the problem is the, the problem of the movie, which is pretty funny, is like a giant sinkhole opens mm-hmm. up right in the front of the store, mm-hmm. so literally no one can enter the burger place because there's just a giant sinkhole that's closed off the their whole business but they have to pay the bank in like six days or they lose their business and so like before the movie starts like all right we got we got six days and we can get we can tell enough That's burgers pretty good. and we can do this and but then that happens and, and then bob is just staring out there like oh god oh god uh, we're never gonna sell that many burgers and it's it's so that's such a fun premise oh bob yes we can oh bobby <laughs> i love linda linda's my spirit animal uh but then louise who's like louise's subplot is that she someone calls her a baby at school and she's very self conscious about how she wears this hat yeah and she's like people think i'm a baby i'm gonna prove to them i'm not a baby i'm gonna climb down that hole and when she climbs down there she finds a dead body so now it becomes a (laughs) now it becomes a big like who murdered this person and put them in front of the burger place uh but yeah it's, it's it's so it's overall it's a lot of fun i wish there wasn't as many musical numbers in it but hey that's me. But you can watch that on HBO Max or Hulu. You one got options. Cool little, I haven't seen the movie yet, but one cool little detail. This is like what I mean about the subtle genius of Bob's Burgers. So for the entirety of the last season of the show, uh, they always do this. If Andy, you've never seen the show, they always do this like opening establishing shot of the restaurant. And they yeah. have been making the sidewalk in front of the door like slightly caved in increasingly and wow. just without commenting on it and in the very last opening uh very last episode of the last season a guy even tripped over that part of the sidewalk and look, kind of looked down at it and kept going and nobody ever commented on it or anything and then when the movie came out it became a sinkhole that's and genius some astute viewer realized wow. that i just thought it was neat that's awesome a little fun factoid about bob's burgers but i definitely want to check that out my, my son's a huge fan of the show and i I'm, I'm like you i haven't seen every episode but i've watched a ton of them and mm-hmm. i always have a good time uh, Louis, who's your favorite? I think Louise is my favorite. Yeah, everybody loves Louise. I love Louise. Uh, she's just precocious. Louise or Linda. Linda's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I watched another animated film. I've been playing this IMDb Top 100 game. I'm trying to watch all 100 of the top best films of all time, supposedly, according to IMDb, right? And then I'll do you the making two- progress. Then I'll do the 250. And then I'll do the Letterbox mm-hmm. 250. And then I'll do the AFI. Whatever. Uh, I am making progress. I watched a bunch. Uh, I watched M from uh, 1931. Did we talk about that last time? The Fritz Long movie. He also made yeah, Metropolis. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and no then music I wa- when there should be. Yes. I watched Harakiri. Uh, from, we talked about that as Harakiri. well. Harakiri. Did I not delete that? Dang. But the one I want to talk about is an animated film from 2016. It's an actual anime. Uh, it's Japanese animation called Your Name uh, that I bought oh. on DVD the year it came out. Because it was, uh, I think, it's the highest grossing anime of all time. 2018? 2016. 16. The highest grossing anime of all time. The fourth highest selling movie of any kind from Japan ever. Uh, so it was an extremely successful movie. It made almost $400 million at the box office, I think. Uh, and it's an anime. So that's really impressive. This movie, it's written and directed by Makoto Shinkai. It's kind of like, what if Freaky Friday, and see if this sells it for you. What if Freaky Friday was directed and written by Christopher Nolan. And that is this movie, essentially. Except with a baller-ass happy soundtrack and score. Uh, I was... I'm enamored with this movie. I had such a good time. I laughed. I cried. I, cr- I laughed so hard I was crying. I forgot which emotion I was experiencing and just kind of jumbled it all together at one point. <laughs> but I have severe emotional issues. So, so what about it makes it Nolan-esque to you? 
Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but so it just jumps right into things. They're named protagonist one and protagonist yeah, two. Yeah, it's so weird. And it's like they all run backwards. Love is the uh, key. So the main character sort of is this young girl named Mitsuha and she's in high school. Uh, and then at a certain point, she wakes up in a young boy's body, like who's like a 16 year old across town. She lives in a small rural part of Japan. He lives in Tokyo. Uh, and it's, it's just really cute and well done because they don't shy away from how that would actually be. And then he wakes up in her body and it kind of does this cleverly. Right. And this is all in the first 10, 20 minutes. Or so this is the premise. And so, you know, it's just him, but you don't know it's him because it's just the girl. Right. And like you, it just when you're introduced to Mitsuha, she's like looking around her room and like, what the fuck? And then she like grabs her chest and squeezes like, what's what? And then like the sister comes in like, why are you squeezing your boobies? And then, you know, <laughs> it's just it's how it would actually be. And she's like, hello, who are you? And then why are you being weird today? And the sister leaves and it takes you a while to figure out that it's someone else in her body. Right. Which I think is neat. And like it was a mystery for me. That's cool. And then eventually she wakes up at his. They find out about this. They realize from doing it enough times, they start leaving notes for each other in their phones. And it's just, the first half of the movie is just cute like this. Like, Hey, you have a date with so-and-so on Thursday. And he like leaves a note for her. Like stop fucking talking to my friends. I don't, I don't want to date her, you know, whatever. And it's, it, they have to kind of live each other's entire lives separately. And it's really neat. Cause then sometimes they wake up and they're themselves. Um, so that's the kind of movie I thought it was going to be. And then it turns into something else. It's very tiny whiny and goes completely off the rails into a beautiful, complicated direction. Uh, with like spirituality and some mystical stuff and like, again, timey wimey things mm -hmm. for Dr. Who fans. Uh, so I, I loved it. It's insanely, uh, it's, it's a brilliant, but it's just beautiful. It's really endearing, re really earnest. And uh, I, I took a lot from it. So you should definitely, I've waited six years to watch this movie. I bought it on, like I said, on DVD when it came out and just popped it in because it came up on the filter on TikTok and uh, shouldn't have done that. I should have watched mm -hmm. it. So don't be like me. If you're just now learning about this movie, definitely check it out. It's up there, I think, on par with some of the very best Miyazaki films. I really do think so. I think it's great. It's High praise. It's, it's an all-timer, baby. Dang. And that's a great Doctor Who shirt you're wearing there, buddy. He's literally wearing... That's from Blink, right? Yeah, yeah that shirt is literally the Tommy Wimey episode, yeah. Yeah, baby. Angels have the phone box. See? Synchronicity, that's what that's called. <laughs> don't blink. Did you have anything else you wanted to highlight, Andrew? Not really. I will say that I've been listening to uh, Fire and Blood on uh, Libby. Um, nice. There aren't many books that don't translate well to an audiobook. This is definitely one. Oh, really? Uh, dude, it's because it's just uh, so many names nonstop. And when you can't sit down That's and read true. the names, they kind of all just become a jumble in your ears. And, and they're so, Targaryen names, too. So they all sound very similar yes. or they're the exact same thing for multiple different people. Yes. At least you'll get the pronunciations to help me out. <laughs> so for about a week, I've been uh, using it to fall asleep. And I'm really sorry to say that <laughs> because like I'll periodically like perk up and something sounds super awesome. Like I heard about the, you told me a story about somebody who steals a dragon and the dragon takes her to a place that she didn't want to go. And I heard that start to happen in the story. And it's neat because he like sets the thread for it. And then I guess is going to bring it back later. Yeah. But I like was starting to fall asleep in perk up like ooh, i remember that <laughs> and I'm, I'm i'm excited to hear when it comes back but i probably might have slept through it already right. i don't know um I, i'm enjoying it but i'm definitely going to just buy the book and read it because the experience that i'm having is not I, doing it justice yeah it's definitely a reader for sure but i, I can't listen to audiobooks anyway unless i'm driving or something mm -hmm. 
I'm Same. a big fan. I just I know you're that you're that guy. Yeah, this one just it, it isn't it. You need to turn back to cereal or uh, mm-hmm. what's the other one you like? Limetown. Limetown. <laughs> Limetown. What else you got, Steve? Well, my last one for the day is it's interesting because we actually got an email today from a listener of the show who was like, hey, you guys should watch this show. And I laughed when I read that email because I'm like, oh, you're in for such a surprise, you. Because I did watch this show. I am watching this show. And that is season two of Hulu's original only murders in the building. Oh, I didn't know there was a season two already. There's Dang. a season two. There it came out like a week ago or something. There are six episodes currently out that you can watch. That was fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you yeah, think about it, the first season was this time last year. It's been a full year since wow. the last season. Um, but no, if you guys don't know what Only Murders in the Building is, it is uh, from creators John Hoffman and Steve Martin. It also stars Steve Martin uh, along with Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Uh, they play people who live in the Arcadia building in New York City. They are neighbors. They are also avid murder podcast fans. And they just, and, and one day they, 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 you know, these are very different people, but they kind of, you know, join and they create this friendship and relationship with one, each other, with one another over their shared love of murder podcasts. They decide to make one of their own. And while they're making one of their own, someone in their building is murdered. So they're like, that's the name of our podcast. We only cover murders in the building. And, uh, and that's what the first season is. And the second season kind of expands on that idea. Um it's it's just such a fun show. I love the art direction of it. I think it's a very pretty show. There's some really great animation in the titles, but also they use like colors really well. Like it's it's not like a super vibrantly colored show, but there's a lot of colors in it, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. it just it, it looks so pretty. And it's it's the Arcadia building, so all these people are pretty affluent. So when you go to everyone's house, their house is just ornately decorated in completely different ways. And it kind of has a little bit of a it there's a Wes Anderson quality about that, but it doesn't look like a Wes Anderson movie. It just has everyone has their little quirky rich people quirks, right? Um and it's just really, really funny. Quirky quirks. Quirky quirks. You know, quirky quirks. Uh, the, the the actors have really, really great chemistry. Everyone knows Steve Martin. He's super fucking funny. Martin Short is his most Martin Short he's ever been. Yes. And I love him for it. Uh, and Selena Gomez really brings this kind of droll, deadpan. She's like Wednesday Adams grown up in this show. And I love it. Um, like, it like this season, they call her Bloody Mabel. And it's like so perfect for her character. Um, and, uh, the, the one criticism I have so far is the, I can't really get into too much information, but the, the first season ends in a way where it puts characters in a very specific situation. And you're like, Oh, that's a pretty, pretty dire thing to put characters in. And then the first episode is like, ah, it's not that bad. Hmm. And you're like, Oh, okay. I guess that wasn't a big deal, which is my only criticism. But, Again, the show's so fun, and a big, and I think a big reason why I love the show, and I think you guys would also enjoy, it is because the show constantly makes fun of podcasting. Yeah, that is yeah. <laughs> that is a fun through line. I actually tried to watch the show. I thought I finished season one and just had no interest in season two. I checked today because I'm on episode five of The Old Man with uh, Jeff Bridges, and I was like, ah, I gotta start this again, and I, I didn't yet, which is why Irma Vep, but I'm only gonna watch the finale. Mm-hmm. And then I got to, I, I scrolled past Only Murders in the Building, and I'm on episode five of Only Murders in the Building season one. So I stopped after four episodes, apparently, 
and never went back. And I'm like, dang. That's all. I, that's my only that's thought. A, that's a pretty far commitment to not finish the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man. Oh man. You, the the first season has a really. I think episode six is a really good season where I'm actually like five episodes into like six shows right now. Andy, you hurt my feelings saying that. Uh. <laughs> uh, Umbrella Academy season three, uh, Only Murders in the Building season one, The Old Man season one, um, uh, Miss Marvel. I'm not doing great on the show front guys. Oh, uh, dark season one, because everybody will not leave me alone about how it's the greatest <laughs> show of all time. And I'm like, well, don't want to watch episode four. So <laughs> I don't know if you're correct about that. And people are going to get so mad that I just said that. Um, any Yeah. I mean, only murders in the building. Check it out. If you're into that kind of stuff, it's a classic who has done this, who has and, done this? <laughs> you know, exactly. It's one of my favorite genres. A that classic, old chestnut who has done this. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up three totally unrelated movies into one little talk real as briefly as I can. Uh, another IMDb top 100. Um, it's called the hunt. Have you guys heard of this? Uh, yes. It's from 2012. It's, uh, directed by Thomas Vinterberg. Have you, have I ever, have I ever Wait, seen it with, uh, Mads Mikkelsen? Oh. I know Way about off. it because you told me about it on the phone. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this movie is, it's a really well-made movie, very effective, very awesome. I can understand why it's on the IMDb Top 100. Oh, I was thinking of The Hunted starring Benicio Del Toro. Ah, so close. There's also another The Hunt with Betty Gilpin that I really want to watch. Ooh. It was not this. That's what I thought this movie was because on the 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 cover that I saw, it was just like a deer. And I was like, that might be Betty Gilpin. Not the deer, but like it might be the movie. And uh, <laughs> it's not. This movie is about a kindergarten teacher played by Mads Mikkelsen, who was recently divorced from his wife and his son's not allowed to live with him. And then life starts to look up. He, he becomes out of this malaise of a recent divorce. His son decides he wants to live with his dad. He gets a girlfriend. He's like, you know what? Life's not too bad. And he's like a really, really good dude, like very good with children, very nice to everybody in the neighborhood. And then uh, one of the children accuses him of being extremely inappropriate to children. And you understand what I'm saying by that? I don't like even saying that. Right. But you understand where I'm going with that? Uh, like time for love, Dr. Jones. Yes. that No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Michael Jackson ish, allegedly toward mm-hmm. children and ruins his whole life. The whole town scorns him. That's the plot of the movie. Uh, that's the first like, you know, early act one stuff. The rest of the movie is him dealing with that. It is very tough to watch. Uh, very dark things happen to him. And, he, you know, it never at, at any point throughout this movie does it make you believe that he might have done it. It's not that kind of movie. Like, you know, for a fact, he did not. So you're just watching him endure this stuff for, for no reason. Uh, and so the hunt, I imagine, is the title because of a witch hunt. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I just want to say that that it 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 I do recommend it as like a, a high work of art, something that's very well made. And Thomas Vinterberg is is a really, really good director. Uh, but just be aware of what it is because I did not and it ruined my fucking day. So I don't want to recommend it to anyone without telling them kind you know, kind of what it's about. It's like watching Black Mirror on accident. I, I had no idea. I'm like, do, 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 love Mads Mikkelsen. Oh my God, I need to pet my dog like all day and cry. And I'm about to have a daughter, you know, in any second now. Like this was not a good watch uh, for this time in my life. So, but it is a really good movie. So I just want to say that. On the completely opposite end of the spectrum, I watched Rogue One again. <laughs> and I have Mads to say, Mikkelsen. I only brought yeah, this also up. with Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. I only brought this up to say, I think this might be the best Star Wars movie ever made. 
that honestly is that a hot a, take? No, that's not a hot take. I don't think it is. I think a lot of people, if it's not Empire, a lot of people say Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, a fantastic movie. I think it might be the best one. It's definitely top three, which isn't as mm, hot of a sure. take. Yeah, uh, but it's just so well made. It, it's what I want Star Wars to be. Like it's thematically, and it's more mature. Uh, action wise, you know, the, the sequences are just more <sighs> defined. Like the, you know what I'm saying? Like they're they compelling. make sense for the physics of the universe. They're very compelling. Like what are the everything is grounded in Star and Wars awesome. movies were not, there's no Jedi in it. It's just kind normal, of, but they're kind of Star Wars people dealing with you know, rebellion, but there right? is like a, they rebel. There's, there's a very strong force user in the movie. Uh, I would argue. And sure, it, but- it's still, tracks like it everything's yeah. still very grounded and cool you can tell george lucas was miles away from this project yes. and look what happened it succeeded please do more stuff like rogue one yes please, please. uh and then finally you this know is who i blame for rogue one kathleen kennedy <laughs> that's right baby <laughs> she nailed it um so i was uh making a video for tiktok of my dvd and blu-ray shelf and i was the idea the premise was all the movies that i own that i've never seen and there was many of them while i'm doing it my wife is sitting on the couch and you can hear her at some point say, because I'm like, oh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, unfortunately, Blazing Saddles. I'm pulling out all these like lauded classics I may or may not like eventually when I watch them. And then I say a movie and I put it back just briefly. And she goes, wait, stop the video. And I stop it. And she goes, oh, no, you've never seen The Blind Side. <laughs> and I was like, of all the movies I just named, <laughs> that is the one that shocks you. Oh, we're watching that right now. And I'm like, we are not, madam. I don't know why I own it. We are not. And I'm a huge fan of Sandra Bullock. I just had heard that it's a little melodramatic, a little in poor taste. Uh, I think it's a true story. And I think the guy about whom the film is made doesn't like it or has the betrayal of him. Am I correct in saying that? Correct. Because they make him seem like an idiot. Yes. So I was like, I'm not really interested. Uh, But she made me watch it. And I, I love my wife. We watched The Blind Side. You know what? The movie works. It does everything a movie like that is supposed to do, but you never, you never don't know it's happening. If that makes sense. Right? Like I laughed at some parts. I even got a little choked up at some parts, but I also laughed at some parts that were intended to be very sad because the (laughs) fact that I could see them pulling the strings in like this book club of the month, you know, way just made it funny to me. And uh, like there's a scene, it's from the trailer where she shows him, it's a very white savory movie too. And so much so. Like she walks him to his new bedroom in her mansion and, you know, she's walking him around the room and he's like, oh, wow, I've never had one of these before. And she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> she, she says, what, your own room? And he says, no, a bed. <laughs> and, and I burst out laughing and my wife's like, what the fuck, dude? And I'm like, cause it's like, it's, it's trying to make me cry. Like that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's so obvious with what I, it's doing. I grew up in extreme poverty. Like, and I had cousins that like dirt poor, like they had a bad at some point. Right. Like it's just like, I understand how life can be, but anyway, like ultimately the movie worked. I laughed when I was supposed to laugh. Uh, but yeah, I, I gave it, I think two and a half stars and I understand what everybody, especially if the guy about whom the movie is, is, is made is like, this is trash. It's not what it was like at all. Why'd you make me look so stupid? I know that dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they really go out of their way to make that guy like dumber than a box of rocks. Well, the and they say in the film that he's not stupid. He just learns there. He's got like a learning disability or whatever, but it's like, um, you know, I, 
I do have a huge crush on Sandra Bullock. I think she's a phenomenal talent and insanely watchable all the way back to the original Judge Dredd and, and probably beyond that, Miss Congeniality. I love Shit, that movie. She wasn't Judge Dredd. I oh, you know what that. movie I've been wanting to watch for a long time? Have you guys seen A Time to Kill? With Samuel L. Jackson and Matthew McConaughey, oh, the yeah, procedural yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that's a phenomenal film, at least as I recall. And it has Sandra Bullock in it. And I really want to watch that. But anyway, big fan of hers. So, I, I, But I just put this off because it was like real too much. Too many white people were involved in this movie is what I had heard. And that's the sense that you get watching it. And I was just like, I don't want to watch that, but I did. So out of all those movies, I ended up watching The Blind Side first. But that's that's everything we've been streaming this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. Like I, I just can't express our gratitude highly enough. We're working very hard for you guys, but at the same time, like you're working hard for us. You've you know boosted us up and made us feel like yeah. we haven't been doing this for so long for no reason. And uh, you can't really understand what that means to us, maybe. So we appreciate Feels it. good. This is symbiosis, baby. You guys get five stars on my letterbox, mm. and that's saying something. It is. Steve's letterbox, five Steve stars? Scale. That is literally, I don't even know what movie would get five stars from Steve. That is Blade The Blade Thing. <laughs> the Thing. Blade Runner, and that's it. Dude, that was very Parks and Rec, the way you said literally. Literally? 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 I, I do that, I think, unconsciously because of that show. <laughs> Love Rob Lowe. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this with streaming things. Happy streaming. All right, we're going to thank the patrons. It's time. You ready to do this? (laughs) (laughs) Andy's recurring character, the baby. The baby. Not to be confused with the baby. The baby we cannot afford to have him on the show. No, no. Uh, but we do want to thank a Wells, double A, Aaron A, double R, Aaron A, Aaron B, Aaron K, Aaron L, Adam C, Adam H, Adam R. The Adams are growing, guys. Allison, there are dozens of them. Amanda, Amelia, Andre, Andrew G, Andrew P, Andy. Not the one across from me. Mm-hmm. Andy H, RK Shenanigans, Ariana, and Ashley. Thank you, guys. Next up, let's thank Brandon, Brianna, Brenda, and Brittany. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cake. Thank, thank you, you Cake. Cake. Thank you, Caleb. I want to thank Caleb twice. I don't know if he's aware of this, but and, and if I should say anything, but he is a two-time $5 subscriber on wow. Patreon through two different emails. That's but it's awesome. the same person because it's the same profile photo. <laughs> so, Caleb, thank you for that. I don't know if you intended it. <laughs> There's a $10 one, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, you can just sign up for the $10. But uh, thank you so much for that. Thank you, Carlo. Thank you, Carmelita. Casey H. Casey M. Casey Kasem. Not Casey Kasem. He is dead. Casey Kasem. Uh, oh, what was that? Casey Kasem. Oh, my God. This is this is your new baby. <laughs> thank you, Katarina, Chloe, Cindy, Clay, Cody. Thank you, Damien, Danielle, David, DC, Hart. Thank you, E. Lopez, Emily, Enza, Erica, Enza. Irvin. Thank you, Gavin, Georgia, Glenn. Thank you, Hannah, Heath, Irene. <laughs> I'm sorry, Heath. It's all in good fun. Thank you, Jocelyn, Jacob, Jade, Jake, 
Jared, Jeanette, AJ, Jenny, Jennifer, Jessica, Jillian, Jimmy, Joel A, Joel D, the two John M's. There's two of them. Thank you both. Thank you, John R, Jordan, Judy, Jungle, and Jadinklage. Jadinklage. Is that how you pronounce It's the top one. Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, yeah. Jadinklage. All right. They have not told us we're wrong yet, so that's how we're going to keep powering through. Thank you, Kalisha, Candace, Kate. Katharina, Katie B. What Katie if it's like Jadonklige? That's that sounds pretty sexy right there. Peter Dinklage. Can you say that one more time? Jadonklige. I'm gonna make a note. We're saying that from now on. Jadonklige. Thank you, Kayla, Carrie, Kevin, Kiki, Kimberly, Kristen, Kyle. Thank you, Lady Pris, Lauren, Lee, Lisa. Thank you, Marcelina, Marcelina. Excuse me, Marcus, Maria, Matt. Melina, Melissa, Mel's, Michael, Michelle, Mike, Mindy, MJ, and Monique. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nick. Thank you both, Nicole C's. There are two Nicole C's. Thank you both. Thank you, Orion. Thank you, Paula, Phil, Patty. Thank you, Rachel, Reese, the Reed family. All of them. All of them. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, how, how have we done it this long and we haven't said thank you, Rose? Rose. Rose Tyler. <laughs> it's a Doctor Who reference. No, I was like, okay. <laughs> we could do that if you guys want. Yeah, I mean, cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Samantha, Sandra, Sandra A. Thank you, Sarah F., Sarah P., Savannah, Sean. Thank you, Sean C. Thank you, Sergio. Thank you, Shay, Stephanie, Stephen V., Suzanne, Sydney, Tamara, Tara, Thank you, Thomas J, Thomas V. Thank you, Thumbs. Thank you, Toby. Thank you, Tori, Tyler, Will, Yolanda. And last but not least, thank you, Zach. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Love you. Merci beaucoup.